Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates in that. Today's August 1st, the trade deadline was an action movie this year with all the A-list stars, or some of them. The Buckos roster is starting to look a little different. Let's get into the good and the bad of it. Let's go Bucks. Holy cow, we have a lot to talk about today. For three straight weeks, we win on Friday, we win on Saturday, we lose on Sunday. The last two weeks, we were swept during the week. Is there a pattern there? No, no, but it is fun to talk about, (laughs) but not as fun to talk about as the trade deadline, which was unbelievable. It has to be the most active trade deadline I can remember. The Cubs blew everything up, and the Pirates made some key moves that fit right in line with what we've been told is the plan. Hey, Jake, you went to the game last night. How's that? Had a blast Saturday night. We went to the game, had some family members attend their first Pirates game in CPNC Park for the first time. Basically their first time in the Berg in general. Got to take them around the park a little bit, just seeing some of their reactions, and that was fun. Had a great time. Couldn't they couldn't talk about how enough about how much they just thought the park was beautiful. As far as the game goes, how could you not have a blast when thirty-two thousand people, thirty-two thousand people plus many of them wearing their new Bucko Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> got mine by the way, packed into the ballpark and you get to see an exciting three to two walk off. It isn't yep. every day you get to see a walk off base running. <laughs> right? Brian Reynolds is a stud. Still stings a little. Not having Frazier top that lineup, though. We're not going to lie about that. Oh, last thing. Till Pittsburgh can learn when it's appropriate, can we please ban the wave? Two to two ball game. People are standing up. I can't see what's going on. Let's go, people. That is uh, not only your thoughts, but those of Bob Walk. <laughs> of course he wants to ban the dh2 and that's not going to happen it's it's coming now that's coming but yeah the wave's kind of frustrating but thirty-two thousand. Thirty-two thousand. man it was packed i thought it was funny that so stallings gets the walk off ground out fielder's choice sure he happens to be in that situation i mean he could have struck out so i'll give him that mm-hmm. you know what i mean right but uh yeah Brian Reynolds made two, three, the double. Yeah. Hustling out of the box to make sure he gets the double. And then the read to get to third on the play before that. And then just booking it home on that play, which if they would have thrown accurately, he would have been out. But that doesn't matter. I mean, you, you, he booked it first on, on contact. He was going on contact no matter no, what. Yeah, you're right. And, and if he doesn't bust down a line, there's no pressure. He put the pressure on a third baseman. Third baseman had to make an absolutely perfect throw. He was off just a little bit. Okay, your Same. take. Your take. If he th- if he just goes because uh, he rounded this thing so that he had to throw home. If he goes the other way with with Stallings running, can he get a double play on that? 
man, I don't, I, I don't know. It'd be tough to get Polanco at second with Polanco the one running it. Yeah, first. but if you watch that play though, he had Polanco at second. But I get that. But then does Polanco break it up? And here's the thing: they weren't lined up for it. They were lined up. He was going home. Yeah, you knew that before the play. He knew that before the play. You can't change that and try to get the double play. I just wonder, could they? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he might have had a shot because Stallings was running. But that it's just too hard to tell. I mean, yeah, the way he fielded that ball, it his play was either go home or go to first. Yeah, and you're and never going, going to first. first is going to first is not going to do you anything unless situation. Reynolds doesn't break for home. Right, you're going home. Right. If he doesn't, then you could say, "All right," but you'll have a couple steps to make him to change your footing. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, uh, sweeps during the weekdays, and then take a series in the weekend. Like that's not a recipe to keep going. <laughs> but basically, right. we're not going deep into it. We got blasted by the Brewers. Right. <laughs> right. And then we took a series from the Phillies. But I don't understand why we. The Sunday game, we can't finish a sweep. It's I know it's hard, but we're at home. At least last week we were on the road. Right. The Mets, we were at home, and that was a different game. Like, they kind of got us back for coming back, and then they came back. Sure. So I get that game, but I don't know. Mitch Keller, I don't know. He was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He's going to have to figure it out, at the, and he's going to have to do it at this level. Right? Yeah, and I think we're going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot of that, and we're going to get into roster moves in a second, but we're going to see a lot of different starting pitchers, some of them going three innings maybe, some of them going six. I have no idea. Uh, whatever your frustrations are with letting pitchers finish games, you're going to have to put those aside. J.B. Brubaker, or J.B. <laughs> August Burns Red. Uh, JT Brubaker <laughs> is not going to pitch deep into games. It's not going to happen. They need him, not this year. And right. they're going to be careful. They are not going to, uh, Sherrington said they're not going to put guys on the shelf. So if they're not going to put guys on the shelf, he said, we're not going to tell a guy we don't want him to pitch now because we're trying to save him or we're trying to keep him healthy. They're not right. going to do that. They're going to manage workloads. So just don't be surprised. And if they have the slightest bit of sore arm, rest. Yep. And they're going to be extra careful. And the reason for that is wins and losses right now, they kind of don't matter. No, they don't. They matter to the players when you're on the field between the lines. But the coaching staff, has to be watching out for individuals right now. We want to see individual performances and we want to keep people healthy. Yep. The last thing you need is Brubaker to get Tommy Johns and miss half of next year. Right. So just be ready for that. Brewers coming up three games, four against the Reds. Okay. Uh, day game Wednesday. So you got to watch out while you're working. Also, hey, we're going to see Altoona this week. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, O'Neill Cruz and Ronzi Contreras right now on the shelf. They're they're on a seven-day right now. They're not off mm-hmm. of it. So we don't know if we'll see them guys. But It's a doubleheader, right? When? Friday. Friday is a doubleheader. We're going to a doubleheader. 
Yeah. So we get to see two games. It's a lot of fun. Tomorrow night, you're going to see a new pitcher. Actually, wait. Before I jump in, Rodolfo Castro. (laughs) (laughs) First five hits in the majors were home runs. That is a major, well, right? It's it's an MLB record. They keep saying, like, they keep saying that's the first time it's been done in the modern era. Are you telling me that that was done before the modern era when they didn't hit home? No. Right. The modern era goes back to 1900. So, no. (laughs) No. This is the first time it's ever been done. Right. (laughs) That's nuts. Trevor Story did it his first four hits back in 2016 when he came into the league. Mm -hmm. Rodolfo Castro. And then he ended up hitting a double, somehow a double, because Harper should have caught that ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, In my opinion, should have been an error. I am kind of on the fence there because I understand the technical piece of it that it's, it didn't hit his glove. How could it be an error? But if you're camping and it drops inches from your glove, yeah, I'm with you. That's gotta be an error. It's a, it's like a swing and a miss. Yeah. Didn't touch my glove. You're still out. You still, or it didn't hit my bat. (laughs) You're still out. Yeah. But not if it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause that, how would that? Yeah. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to go in there. It's a whiff. It's an absolute whiff. And I, I agree with you. It should be an error. If you drop one in the infield, I think they call it an error these days. What are they chalking that one up to the wind? He missed two of them that night. I don't know. Anyway, either way, he got a base hit on Saturday. So his streak still ended at five. So right I, now, now that I know that I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm good mm-hmm. with the double. <laughs> <laughs> Rodolfo Castro. So we won't see him in double A either. Not one inning in AAA this year. No. Five bombs in the majors. It's going to be interesting to see how they work him in the lineup. Made a nice yeah. play today. On the ground ball to third, he, he like faked Harper out like he was going to go to first, then Harper froze, and then he snapped him off at second. That was a pretty nice play. Nice. Anyway. Dad's retirement party. That's was right. Today. I our, was up there all day, and you know, yeah. I, I didn't get to watch a game. Our dad, we're brothers, if you didn't know already. Our dad retired. Good for him. Little round of applause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Happy for him. Yeah. I'll probably see more of him now. <laughs> It'll be coming out. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool. So we we celebrated that a little bit and that was fun. But we we were in and out of the house. We didn't get to watch the game that much. But I mean they lost fifteen to four, so we didn't miss much. <laughs> right. Hey, one more thing about uh about the weekend now. Yin Skies. And the Kutch standing ovations. Oh man, I'm still in on it, man. Dude, I'm here for chills. It. I was, I had chills. Never stop. No, he's worthy. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, and he appreciates it. I think. Oh yeah, he's not tired of it. He knows it. Wish him a speedy recovery, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but hopefully it's something is, little. But... Hopefully it's something little. Guys, trade deadline was nuts. Dude. Nuts. I was watching it on my couch, and I'm just like, now who went what? What? <laughs> Dude, the, okay, Blown so the, mind. the Cubs, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Kimbrell, he gone. Yeah. That's a big, and now this was the, all the speculation about the Cubs. They're going to blow this thing up, and I'm like, they really didn't. They still have three really good players on their team. Now they done blowing it up, and all three of them hit home runs in their first game with their new team. Yeah. Rizzo, first two games. Rizzo with the Yankees. I don't like it. I don't hate. Here's the thing. I don't hate the Yankees like a lot of people do. Yeah. But I like Rizzo. Even though he played for the Cubs, I like Rizzo. Mm-hmm. 
I saw him in that uniform and I was like, and you would think, you would think, actually, clean shaven all the time. Mm-hmm. He's going to fit right in. Right. I don't like it. I saw him in the uniform and I was like, that don't look right. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Now, Javi in a Mets uniform, I was like, yeah. I mean, he's I know still it's still white and blue. Pinstripes. Yeah, I know. I know. He's still got the <laughs> pinstripes. He's still white and blue. He's still, but he's got the orange instead of the red. You know what I mean? So it's not much different. Yeah, that's way different. <laughs> yeah. Not much different, but it's right. still different because you have a thing. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? I think yeah. he's fine. I think he fits right in. Mm-hmm. But Rizzo in, in the for the Yankees, I don't see that. I'm, I don't like it. What, for whatever seen, reason. I haven't seen Bryant in the Giants uniform. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, but I feel like, I don't know, though. That's a good, I saw like a a, a small clip at a home run, but like I didn't see him. Yeah. I didn't see the, the hole at bat, so I don't, I don't know. I don't think it matters. I don't think they care what we think. <laughs> oh, no way. Dude, it was crazy, though. There was a lot of deal. That That's not even it. And I'll say this. What surprised me, if you remember the Frazier talk, everybody said that the White Sox were not going to go after Frazier. Well, everybody thought the White Sox would, but the people who didn't think so said they're not going to because as soon as Madrigal gets back, which is next year, but they're just going to roll with Madrigal. So why would they need Frazier next year? Right. And so the, the thing was is that the White Sox would go for somebody who only was going to be there this year. And then they traded away Madrigal. Yeah. That was yeah. surprising to me. Yeah. That was the Kimbrel deal. They were like, okay, we can deal Madrigal. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought he was their their guy moving forward. Top of the order kind of guy. Yeah. Brewers made some moves. They got Escobar from the Diamondbacks, which I think is good for him. But it's also... I think it's going to be, I mean, he's not like an average guy or an on-base guy even. Yeah. But he's got he's got power, and he's shown that he can hit 20 homers and and maybe more. And yeah, he more came from, he's in Milwaukee. well, but he came from Arizona, which is a nice ballpark to hit in. And now he's in Milwaukee, which is a nice ballpark to hit in. A lot of guys will tell you I can see the ball real well in both of those parks. So he's going to have a lot more protection Yeah. in Milwaukee. So yeah, I mean I see him I see him doing well there. But uh who else did they get? I mean obviously the Adamas move was the move of the year for them, but that was earlier. But I thought they got somebody else too. I don't remember. Maybe a reliever. Yeah, or or maybe remember. I don't remember either. Either way. Uh the Braves went in and got a brand new outfield and then some Right. They got four new guys for their outfield. If you count Jock Peterson. If you count Jock Peterson. From from a little a little while ago. They also got Eddie Rosario from the from the Cleveland ball club. Guardians. Yeah. From the Indians currently. Um and then and then they just re, they it was the trade. Rosario for Panda. And they just releases they just released Pablo Sandoval. Like it was all a money thing. The Braves were yeah. like, if you gotta take him, but because we can't pay him. And the Indians were like, we don't want him. And they're like, just take him. And the Indians were like, we actually don't even want either one of them. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? I don't get that. What are you doing? They traded away Luplo. They traded away Rosario. They traded. They did. I I feel like they got a, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I feel like they got a good, a a real good player in one of those returns. 
but I don't. I think it was from Tampa. Either way, hmm. they got um, Adam Duvall from the Marlins. Back to the Braves. They got Adam Duvall, and they got some. Who was the? Oh, um, Solaire. Yeah, Jorge Solaire. I always Jeez. That. Yeah. So anyway, it was active. There was way more than what we're saying. Joey Gallo to the Yankees. Scherzer and Turner to the Scherzer Dodgers. Scherzer and Turner to the Dodgers for two mega prospects. Kiber uh, Ruiz, Ruiz and Josiah Gray. who's yeah. They're like right there, ready to make an impact. Yeah. Dude, Nats did really well in that trade. I know everybody's like, what do you mean? They gave up Scherzer and Turner? They did really well in that trade. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they're going to have to free up some money somewhere. Right. Dude, it was nuts. And there were more, guys. There were more. We're not going to get into all the other teams. Right. But we already talked last week about the Adam Frazier deal. That kind of kicked everything off. Frazier went to the Padres. We got Tuku Marcano. Is it, can we call him Tuku already? Uh, sure. I can't. I fumble every time I try to say it anyway. Tukapita. Tukapita. But if I'm just talking about him, I'm like, Tukapita. There it is. <laughs> I stumble every time. And uh, Sawinski might be, that might be a sleeper trade if he can develop into something, you know. He's maybe, already hit a homer. Maybe like a Garrett Jones type guy. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. going to light the world on fire, but if he can, if he can hit you some dingers. Yeah. But anyway. That was the trade we've already talked about. And then they traded Clay Holmes. This is the first one I want to get into. I know it's not the first trade. I think the Anderson trade was is next. But Clay Holmes to the Yankees for infielders Hoy Park, who is who was at the time leading AAA in average on-base OPS, and another infielder, Diego Castillo. And I don't know how they pulled this off. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Hoy Park's 25, right? He's, he's on the 40-man roster. Actually, he was on the Yankees' 40-man roster, and then they DFA'd him, and nobody claimed him. So you're kind of thinking, oh, well, who is he really? Well, then he started doing really well, so they kind of got away with one there. Right. And now we got him, and sure, let's see what he can do. Yeah, he obviously has good bat-to-ball skills. Yeah. But to get two players in general. For Clay Holmes. Right. It's pretty impressive. I mean, it's a guy we didn't have on our radar of possible guys to trade because you didn't think we'd Five get plus ERA. Now, we wanted right. him there. We thought he earned a spot this spring. Yeah. So, we wanted him there. We were all about it. Yeah. But I didn't think. And he started out the year well. I didn't think we were getting. I didn't think we were getting anything for him. Right. Especially after we just outright released Kyle Crick and got nothing for him. Right. If you ask me who I want in the ball game in the seventh or eighth inning, it's Kyle Crick over Clay Holmes ten out of ten times. Yeah. Now, I'd rather have somebody else, but <laughs> ten out of ten times if I only have those two to pick. And we got two players for him and nothing for Crick. I don't know. Clay Holmes can figure out how to throw strikes. That sinker is ridiculous. That's the same thing with but, Crick, though. Yeah, because his, his slider, slider is, is unreal. But Clay Holmes, he can throw gas too. Crick cannot. Crick cannot. I mean, that's a big difference. Both of them need to locate. Still, yeah, they need to locate. So the Tyler Anderson deal. 
we are, oh, we're sending him to the Phillies for Gutierrez and, and uh, what's his name? I, I don't even remember, which is interesting because the next thing I'm going to say is about what's his name. <laughs> we had a catcher and his pitcher coming we're for, for, you know, for the sake, right-handed pitcher, what's his name? Yeah. So for whatever reason, what's his name? The Pirates didn't like a physical. They didn't like what they were getting back. So they canceled the trade and the Phillies were thinking, all right, who else? We're going to send you this catcher. Who else? What do you want to work out? And then all of a sudden the Pirates are like, actually, we're going to trade him to the, <laughs> we're going to trade him to the Mariners. <laughs> and the Phillies were kind of ticked about it. I mean, I get, I get it. Yeah. I mean, they thought they were getting Anderson. Yeah. And they were just going to work out a new guy. That was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know how those talks went. We don't know if that was a little shady. Maybe, maybe not. But either way, he went to the Mariners for another catcher, Carter Bins, and an, like an 18-year-old pitcher, which was what we said you were going to get for right. Tyler Anderson. But Carter Bins is a little more than what we thought we were going to get for him. Yeah. He's a top and, 30 guy here. Yeah. And he ends, so he was 29 on theirs. He's going to be number 30 on ours. And then he'll be bumped whenever they move Davis and them guys in. Sure. But the he was there. He was one of their top 30 guys. So we should see him. We should see him in Akron. We could see how he's in Altoona right now. Yeah. But catcher Carter Bins, he's kind of the guy to watch for. And then Joaquin Tejado is the 18-year-old pitcher. This is one of those guys that we said, these are going to be the guys that we're going to get, and we're just going to, Kind of breeze over him because who knows? We might talk about him in three years. We might not. Yeah. How do you how do you like the name Carter Benz? Is that a cool one for you? You just making my name thing? Is that is this no, just I a mean, play on my name I mean, thing? No, I, I don't I, hate I kinda, it. I don't I hate like it. Like the name, it's got a nice little ring to it. So I'm a name. You know, I'm too. a name guy. I do, and so I wanted your opinion because I Carter Benz sounds pretty cool to me, and I was just wondering what you thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Mercedes Benz, but <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but I'll deal with Carter Benz. So anyway, yeah, I mean, the uh, you know, I think the scouting reports in that kind of say he's a good number two, like he could be a good backup catcher in the majors. Sure, which is good. I mean, at least he's you know getting there. Yeah. So. And you never know when that backup's going to be your starter. Yeah, and they're saying like he's a power. He's a kind of like a power hitter. Yeah, like right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm I am backing Stalling's up on a great that. job. Stallings. No, I'm I'm backing up on that. I I'll, I'll go I'll go forward in my season with Stallings as my starter. Yeah. Now in a couple of years, I'd like to see Davis and Stallings backing him up, but sure. But I don't think it's going to happen because I think Stallings will find work as a starter for the next four at least four years. Maybe that'll be all with us. I guess. Then he'll be too old because he's late. He's a late bloomer. Yeah. Anyway, Tejada, the Panama kid, we'll talk in a couple of years. We can just remember Carter Benz and a young young pitcher. The, the, yeah. This is supposed to be Sherrington's things, right? So let's see how he develops him. Those guys are very hit and miss. So you just let it let it happen, which is what we thought for him anyway. Rewind just a second ago, the Phillies ended up still sending us this catcher. But we sent them another pitcher, another left-handed pitcher, a younger one, Braden Ogle, 
who was in AAA and actually kind of lighting it up. You know, decent ERA, three something low, three ERA with a ton of strikeouts, almost yeah. fifty strikeouts in thirty innings, something like that. It's, it's, it's like you know, close to that. Then Austin Davis, the left-handed reliever that we had. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The catcher's name is Abraham with an N, not an M. Abraham Gutierrez, another catcher. Davis, a catcher. Gutierrez, a catcher. Uh, who would just uh, Carter Bins, a catcher. Wyatt Hendry, a catcher, who, by the way, was our seventh-round pick. Andy Rodriguez, we got in the offseason, a catcher. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're looking at five catchers in our system that weren't there when Sherrington took over. Yeah. And I heard somebody say, like, hey, everybody said we're weak at catcher. And now look what you've done. And he said, I'll be honest with you. This was not like, hey, let's go get a catcher. This was get us the talent that we need, the level of talent that we need. And it, they ha- we happened to run into a lot of catchers in the last month. Right. Four of those five in July. So we're okay at catcher now, guys. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's see how they develop, but we're okay. It's not like a horrible situation right now. Right. So Austin Davis, a relief pitcher, went to the Red Sox for Michael Chavis. So Davis for Chavis, who's like a third base, second base kind of guy. I think he's listed as second for us. He was listed as third for them. But, I mean, made his debut in he- 19. In 2019, hit 18 homers. So he, I this think is he's played a little bit of short too. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I saw that when I was looking him up. I think he's played some, not a lot, but yeah. Uh, this year, it's been eight games at first base at the major league level, twenty-two games at second. This year. Yeah. So. He's been struggling. Um, but going back to that. Yeah, I mean, only a one ninety with a couple homers, but like we said, two thousand nineteen. You know what I mean. So let's see. He's played 81 games at first base, 75 at second, only five at third base. I thought he was predominantly a third baseman. 12 and left. So, okay. Now in the minors, where's my games here? Minors career. Uh, okay, so it looks like mostly third base. Looks like mostly third base. A ball, he played 136 games at third base. So anyway. Yeah, but you're right, though. There is some shortstop sprinkled in there, some first base, third base. So basically an infielder everywhere in the infield. He was a round one pick back in 2014. You know what I mean? Just batting alone like that. He's what, like 25? He's 25. That rookie year, though, he had 18 homers. He only had 254, but he had 18 homers. 322 on base, that's not bad. And you're looking at a guy who's probably, oh, wait a minute. His nickname is Chief. All right. All right, Chief. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that we'll see how that power develops. I mean if he's a bench guy. 18, 18 home runs as a rookie is good, but let's not forget that was 19, 2019. Yeah, but the ball ain't different now. No. We thought it was gonna be, but it ain't. It's still flying. So yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I agree, and I was looking at that and saying 2019, a lot of power numbers. I don't know where we're at with that. Yeah. 
but they said they changed the ball and it doesn't look all <laughs> there are still balls that when they go out you say really <laughs> kind of yeah. like the stallings walk off grand slam right you know what i mean anyway I, there is some of that but if he's got power right he did that as a 23 year old yeah so the power's there if he ends up being a backup with some pop the the average can dip for me if you're if you're a part time player, yeah. Or or if there's not a lot of power, the average can be up there. But to be honest with you, you're looking for pinch hits and you're looking for part time. Hey, if you can just play for Key Brian Hayes, if you could play third today, if you can go one for four with a homer or a double, I'll take it every day. So you could yeah. end up hitting two fifty if you can give me that home run or double. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about like Michael McHenry off the bench the year he hit like 12 homers. Like he was a productive player that year. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, that's what he's looking. He's not looking. I mean, he might, he's looking to be a starter. Yeah. But when we look at it, we're like, he's he's probably not going to start the majority of the games while he's here. Yeah. So. Who was it that we had back in the day? It was like at, um, dude, we, we pinch hits like crazy and he was, money off the bench not like craig old, wilson keep come craig wilson keeps coming to my mind but matt stairs was like matt stairs was real good off the bench yeah i don't know if that's, that's not even thinking who i'm of. thinking of but and he was like he had pop oh yeah hmm. if you're I'm listening was, to this I'd... and you know then was he right or left-handed do you remember that he was right-handed. I'm almost okay, positive so Ma- it was Craig Wilson before he became a starter for us. Okay. It could be. If anybody else knows who he's thinking of. Long hair. Well, yeah, that's Craig Wilson, but. Right. All right. So, Oz, yeah, Michael Chavis. Never know. We'll probably see him soon, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Rich Rod. Look, I mean, that went right up to it. I was like, certainly he's getting traded. Yeah. I thought it would have been a lot sooner than that. But he went to the Braves for tomorrow night's starter, Bryce Wilson, and another right-handed pitcher, Ricky DeVito. I'm in on the Ricky DeVito, the name. 22-year-old, whatever. But Bryce Wilson's a guy who has had some – I mean, he's 23, but he's had some uh, – he's been in the majors as, as, as long ago as 2018 like super young, but only seven innings. And he's just gotten basically like a cup of coffee every year. And it's never been that great. So, and he's making starts a couple out of the bullpen, but this year has all been starts 483 ERA. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. He's 23 years old. So they think, let's see what we can get. Let's see if there's anything we can get out of him and do with him. To be honest, like this still... This whole sticky stuff thing, I think, lowered Rich Rod's stock a little bit. I can agree with that. Even though he was trying to ignore it and he was still effective, everybody saw what was there, and it's possible that that's why. But Bryce Wilson's a guy who's right on the cusp, and so that's why it's a thing. Um, I don't, I don't know much mm-hmm. about Ricky DeVito. I know that he's super young, that he's only in high A right now. He's starting. So he's another starter, and it's like a 266 ERA. So it's not bad. Striking guys out. 
you know. Right. So that's, I think, kind of the thing. I don't know if he's like, a, I didn't look and see if he's like a prospect. I didn't, like I said, we were gone all weekend. We had the whole deal. So, yeah. Either way, <laughs> I was a little nervous on Rich Rod anyway. That's my take on it. Uh, yeah. And, and 93 when I was watching and unhittable that. doesn't make sense to me. Sure. And and when I was watching the the coverage on MLB Network, they talked about him, the way he would fit in in a couple different spots. And some of the guys are like, he just doesn't have a lot of swing and miss stuff. Yeah. He's the the ball gets put in play and they can they make outs. Yeah. It's weak contact. Mm-hmm. But he's not a closer. No, he was a closer on our team. Yeah. And now we don't have one. He did a and he did a fine job for us. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not taking that away. He's just, he is what he is. He got a return. He's, and He's it's, a seventh, eighth inning guy. It's two more pitchers. I think that's it. I think that's all of them. They didn't make any, like, huge things, but to be honest with you, all of those pieces were already gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've already done the big deals with the Musgrove and, you know what I mean, Marte yeah. and those guys. Yeah. The, the the last piece was Frazier, and I thought we did good with him. A couple guys yeah, that have sure. potential to, to to go, and then Tucapito looks like he's, I mean, he's on his way to the show. Yes. You know, and he looks like another version of Frazier. So we like that one, mm-hmm. but we also like the fact that he brought in 11 players, 11 new players. Yeah. And they're going to have an opportunity to develop and to become something. So, Hoy Park got his first major league hit today. Double down the right field line. So, uh, you know what? You got a clap for him? <laughs> Little yeah, Hoy Park? Sure. Let's go. Yeah. First major league hit. I like yeah. it. Good job. It's always a good moment. In the rain. In the rain. Uh, Colin Moran, Eric Gonzalez on, uh, what do you call him again? Uh, rehab, rehab assignments. Rehab both assignments. of them, both of them in Indy right now. Maybe they'll be there soon. Maybe we can wait on Colin Moran because of the legend, John Nagowski, <laughs> who made another fine play on defense, flipping with the glove. Yeah, yep. I don't understand it, <laughs> guys. Draft pick signings. Um, this is going a little slower than I thought, so let's get quick. Uh, we've done. Sherrington and his crew have done an unbelievable job signing these guys. Yeah, it's unreal. Unreal. They have two guys left, our 12th round and our 16th round. That's a shortstop in the 16th and a lefty. Uh, Chaz Martinez. Chaz with two Zs. Huh? (laughs) Hey, I'm behind it. Okay. And also Daniel Corona. I don't know if I'm behind that name. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, Daniel Corona, shortstop, high school shortstop, who was committed to Wake Forest. That one's maybe an iffy, yeah. right? That one's maybe yeah. an iffy. We don't know if we'll bring him in or not. There's only a little bit of money left, so we'll see. But once again, they're going to take it all the way up. The Pirates are going to spend the maximum amount of money Yeah, all the way before the penalty. Other teams don't get near this. We're just killing it. The fact that we could get those four top guys is unbelievable. It's just incredible. What a job. 
Do we have another one? We have Good another one. one. Let's go. We have another one. This is a thing now. We're going to yeah. do this. <laughs> all right, guys. Trade deadline. We're talking about the draft picks. We're talking about all these things. We're also talking about losing games. We're talking about Adam Frazier. Jake's already said it still stings a little. Yeah, it's, it's just rough. So we we want to talk about that a little bit because there's 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 two different camps out there there's um people that understand the trades they understand the rebuild mm-hmm. and they're hopeful there's people that are sick and tired of it they hate seeing players go and also they just don't believe like they're not hopeful basically yeah so we want to get into that a little bit. And if you're you all right? Yeah. Okay. If you're <laughs> if you're in the second part of that, don't stop yet. Don't stop listening yet. Cause you think you know what we're gonna say, because we're on the hopeful <laughs> side of this thing. But yeah. uh I I mean it. Uh stick around a minute because it's gonna be interesting. But we're gonna take just a small break here, let you listen to a jam. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever you listen to. Spotify, Apple, all those little things. They'll send you little notifications. It's pretty cool. Subscribe. Subscribe just to get the notifications. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all of them. Barely on Instagram. We do post when there's episodes out on Facebook. Uh, And Twitter kind of gets the bulk of it. Bridge, the number two Bucktober on Twitter. We retweet a lot of things that we think are cool. We also tweet some things out. If we really get an opportunity to watch a cool game, you'll get like more tweets. But we're most active on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram there too. Instagram needs a lot of work. Maybe tell us how bad we are at Instagram. That'd be fun. But check us out. Instagram and Facebook, just Bridge to Bucktober. But on Twitter, there's a number two in there instead of T.O., Because you can't have enough characters. Or too many characters. It's ridiculous. All right. Now, let's talk frustration. Sure. Because it stinks. I like Andrew McCutcheon. I like Starling Marte. I like Adam Frazier. I like Joe Musgrove. You like Josh Harrison. I like oh, I like Josh Harrison. Was he traded? He was just let go. Yeah, I think he's just gone. Either way. Either way. You got guys. Uh, Neil Walker yeah. was traded. And Freddy I Sanchez. Let's go back. Freddie Sanchez was traded. Dude, we could go on and on. But I'll say two things. I mean, I'm going to say a lot of things. <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of things. Yeah. But we've heard this for years and years and years. These The words rebuild are not fun. No. We don't like it. But I, 
I want to try to teeter this line. So I'm going to go back and forth a lot through this. I want to try to teeter this line because a rebuild is different than what we've even heard recently. We haven't heard the word rebuild Mm -mm. because once Huntington got there, he rebuilds and then he didn't rebuild again. Hmm. His idea was build, 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 but keep building. Right. And when Sherrington got here, now he didn't like the word rebuild yet. He wanted to see what he had first, but then eventually he committed to saying, yes, we're rebuilding because he found out that throughout all the levels, there were a lot of holes. Yeah. And basically development was halted. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where Sherrington said development is bad. We got to rebuild this thing and we got to start. This is why Sherrington went so young with a lot of his deals. Because we actually do have to rebuild. But yeah. he found good things about it, like Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Not that Frazier wasn't a good thing, but the fact is Frazier had next year and he probably wasn't going to sign a free agency deal with the Pirates. Right? Right. He wasn't, he probably wasn't going to. And I think that's the thing we have to understand is yes, we could keep him, but what does he give us the rest of this year and next year? And I think where the frustration comes in is why can't we keep him? Right. If Adam Frazier will not sign an extension, which would have likely have been signed before now, Mm-hmm. If he's not going to sign the extension, he's going to go to free agency. And if he goes to free agency, the Pirates simply either cannot or will not compete in free agency. The yeah. Pirates spend a lot of money on the draft. We've been talking about that. It's not that they don't spend money anywhere. They spend money on the draft. They spend money on international scouting and signing mm-hmm. like they just do and they they reach their limits but the one thing i hear people say is oh we've been hearing this for 20 30 years and i want to say hold the phone because we made the playoffs three straight years right let's not forget about those years our payroll went over 100 million yeah almost triple what it is right now yeah right Mm-hmm. And nutting kind of has that. Now I don't. I haven't talked to him. I don't know this. This is an assumption on my part. He has that. It's kind of like when you were a kid, and you were like, "Man, I really want this new Nintendo, right? I want this Nintendo." Mm-hmm. Or for younger, I want this Sega or PlayStation or Xbox or whatever it is. And you know, you know that your parents do not spend that kind of money on you. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you're going, you're buying the rubber wrestlers or the GI Joes or the, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what you're buying like $5 and under. So when you're a kid, you say, you know what? We're going to go to Hills and I'm not going to ask for all those toys (laughs) or for the younger generation. You're going to go to Walmart. Yeah. And you're not going to ask for those toys. You go and you say like, Hey, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, Cause you know, it's early. 
and you know you can't fight this yet. You're going to wait for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, just get me this. I don't need a lot, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. you're saving up, and then you want to tell your mom, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if you buy me. I'll pitch in. Yeah. This is kind of what GMs try to do with with nutting because he doesn't spend money, right? They say, hey, mm-hmm. I know I'm not ready yet. I know that I don't have a full roster yet, right? I have some things to do. But when I'm ready, I want to get Russell Martin. You know, the Pirates outbid the Yankees for Russell Martin. Yeah. We actually played in free agency when we were ready to win. Maybe you guys didn't do that when you were a kid, but uh, we definitely did that when we were kids. (laughs) Uh, We played the game. Yeah, we had to. You like the Hills part of it? I do. I do. I don't need a toy today. Can I just get a slushy? (laughs) Icy. Icy. Uh, Icy. Icy was Hills. I'll just take an icy. (laughs) Bong stop. Icy and a popcorn. (laughs) So anyway, that, I feel like they play that game a little bit. Sure. If I save you money now, will you come through and fork it over when it's time? And I think they play that. Whether they, I mean, they're never going to say that. Because they are not going to throw nutting under the bus in the first place. No. He's paying your bills. Yeah, he's our <laughs> boss. So, dude, I get it, right? Oh, yeah. I get all of it. We knew Frazier was being traded. We didn't like it. But that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Huntington left the system in bad shape. It had to be done. And I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And I get it that not everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. But I also want to say, that's Okay. Right? That's okay. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're listening to us. Listen to us. If you're if you're done with them right now and you don't want to go to games or you don't even want to watch the games, that's okay. Stay tuned, though. I know you don't believe it, but as soon as they're good again, and I believe they will be, and I believe it's actually quicker than I thought. If I would have said 24-25, I really do think it could be as early as 20. Now, maybe not playoffs, right? Right. But they're going to be competitive. They're not show, right now. Yeah. They have competitive no play- Yeah. They have competitive players right now. Mm-hmm. But they're under 500. And they're going to be under 500. We're even talking 100 losses. They're going to do it. But we're talking maybe flirting with 500 in just two years. Yeah. Maybe. That, that's the thing about prospects. It's a maybe. And I get it. I get all the jokes. Pittsburgh prospects. Who cares who we got in a trade? We're going to trade them in three years anyway. All those jokes. I get it. Mm-hmm. I've heard them. And most of the time I think, that's tired. You don't have to tell the same jokes all the time. Right. But at the same time, you're frustrated and you have a right to be. Because we've heard this before. And we did this three years we won. And that's it. I don't want to forget about those three years. They were a blast. Yes. But it should have been more. And it should have been a lot earlier. Yeah. But what Sherrington is doing is not new. The Rays do it. And you know what I mean? Yeah. They're in the playoffs every they're first place. Yeah. We can't argue that. And they're and they're going up against the Yankees and the Red Sox. Oakland does it. Ah. I have a hard time with Oakland. Uh, all right. We won't get into it. Okay. Uh Tampa develops. 
they bring when they get rid of Willie Adamas, and you're like, seriously, you just get rid of Willie Adamas like that? Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. we have Wander Franco coming up, and he's a stud. Yeah. Anyway, kind of like when we got rid of Nate McLeod to let McCutcheon come up. Everybody was mad about Nate McLeod trade, by the way. Mm-hmm. And now look. Now we give the guy who took his place a standing ovation when he doesn't even play for us. Yeah. They nutting did allow the wallet to open up when the mm-hmm. team was good. Even making trades like bringing in Morneau and Bird that cost money. Even there, yeah. Even making trades like the Chris Archer trade, which mm-hmm. which was Huntington's bad move, not Nutting's. I'm not I'm not defending Nutting. I think it's a problem. I think there's a lot of money that could be spent that's not being spent. Sure. But that was Huntington's bad move. Yep. To bring in Archer. Nutting allowed him to spend a lot of money right there. Right? Mm-hmm. So the it has been done. The money has been available when the team is winning. Kind of like when your mom says, I'll give you your money when you can show me that you're trying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's like what's going to happen. And I've, my fingers are crossed and I still don't like, I'm always still like, is he going to, are we ever going to sign somebody for 20 million a year? Like, is it ever going to happen? Yeah. Jason Kendall is still our biggest contract ever. That can't happen. Brian Reynolds or Key Brian Hayes have to break that soon. Yeah. They have to get more than that. Nutting. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Brian Reynolds is uh, they don't even have to go far. Really want to see him get an extension. Yeah, but you know what? They don't even have to go that far because it has shown since Kutch has been gone, he hasn't been the same player. Marte's still been good, but maybe not quite. Yeah. But Walker wasn't good when he left. And, you know, Harrison and Mercer haven't been the same since they've been gone. They, I get it. Sometimes that second-tier contract doesn't always work out. You could say Garrett Cole, but Garrett Cole's a Boris client, and he would have never signed an extension. Scott Boris. Never. Or Scott Boris players do not sign those deals. And he would have never played with Pittsburgh. He would have went to New York, which is where he ended up going, or or Washington because he likes dealing with them. It would have been one of the big ones because that's Scott Boris. And I'll tell you, Josh Bell's Scott Boris too. Mm-hmm. You were not signing him to an extension. So was Tyone. Really? I, I don't think I remember Tyone that. Too. I'll tell you who else is a Scott Boris client. This this will tell you a little bit. Kumar Rocker. Mm. And guess what just came? The deadline for signing your player just ended, and Kumar Rocker is unsigned. And Scott Boris said, it's not because he's hurt, but the Mets wouldn't put up. So we walked. Mm. And now he's not, the, the thing is, is he's probably not going back to school. He's just going to work. And try to get, like, try to stay healthy and then get back into the draft next year. I don't know. I think he'll go back to Vanderbilt. They're saying right now that they don't think he is. Really? It's only going to be his junior year. He can change. He can change. It'll be his senior year, right? No, I think it'll be his junior year. Either way. 
because he was there a year earlier than Lighter. Lighter was a sophomore this year, so Rocker would have been a junior. Well, but how did that how that pan out? It doesn't matter. It's the Mets yeah. and Kumar Rocker, but he might go into the draft next year again. Yeah. Now I I think there's like an odds off chance they could work out a deal, but I'm telling you, Boris won't sign it unless they get to his number. Right. Mets sh- should be able to get to that number, but. You wonder why the Pirates didn't go after him? I mean, there's probably other reasons. He's 1-1, right? You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. same thing could be said about Leiter. Not that Leiter wouldn't sign, but the fact that Henry Davis would sign for less is showing to be huge. Getting Bubba yeah. Chandler in the third round, nobody else would have touched him. They just said, no, he's going to Clemson. I'm not drafting him. We did not only draft him, we signed him. Yeah. But the money, hopefully... Cross your fingers, we'll be there when it needs to be. And if you don't believe that, you're fine. Like I, yeah, I absolutely. Don't I don't blame you no. because you've not been shown. I mean, you just a little bit. I'm giving you the examples of when it happened, but trust me, that's three years out of the last. Right. The other piece to this is free agency. This isn't the 1960s anymore. You don't just get to keep Roberto Clemente because he's yours. Right. You don't get to keep Willie Stargell because he's yours. Free agency has changed things. You get six years, and then it's time for that guy to make money. Yep. And the money's in baseball, and sure, you have it. And the Pirates, basically, the way that they can spend money is with extensions. Because yeah. once it gets to other people, other teams being involved is when we're going to lose. Because as much as I'll say... There's money available. There's not as much money available to the Pirates as there are to the Yankees. That's just the truth. Yeah. That's, that's the market. That's the cold, hard truth. There is no salary cap in baseball. Every team does not have an equal amount of money to spend. Now, MLB does send money to the Pirates because of the market. They get money for that. There is a competitive balance, a revenue sharing thing where there's money coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that money has to be spent in certain places. Like it's, it has to be spent on salaries. Yeah. And drafts and stuff like that. But if you are in the camp that says, yeah, I got to see it to believe it, then you're, you're justified. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And guess what? We'll have a seat for you. I'm not also, this is not a club. To those of you who say, don't come crying when they're good. No, no. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll take as many Pirate fans as want to come. This is not a, a club. You don't have to be here the long haul in order to say you're a Pirates fan. Don't make people feel guilty for that. They have a right to not believe. If they're not somebody who digs into all the numbers, that's fine. Let us dig. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I'm like I said, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, and I and I don't say I'm doing that like just loosely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came in with a plan, and I'm like, that's probably the one that's going to work. I, yeah. I this is just my opinion. Free agency's here. We will not keep a player for his whole career. It doesn't happen unless you're a team who's got a ton of money. You don't keep players. The Dodgers are a good example. They do a great job of drafting. They do a great job of developing, and they have a ton of money so they can keep their players. Cody Bellinger 
came up there, I believe was drafted by the Dodgers. And even if they didn't, they made a good trade to get a young guy and then brought him up. Yeah. But they do it, and then they have money to keep him. Like Clayton Kershaw, we'll never see another team, I don't think. No. I'd be surprised if he does. Because they have the money to say, yeah, he's not what he used to be, but we've got the money to spend on him. Right. Kind of like, oh, um, this guy's not, you know, what he used to be. Yeah, but we've got the money to eat that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like St. Louis with Yachty Molina and them. Yeah, but we can afford this. Yeah. Oh, Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, yeah, St. Louis. Paul Goldschmidt. He's not worth what he's making now. But they're like, yeah, but he's still worth having on the team. And we can afford it. Yeah. That $26 million that Paul Goldschmidt's making is not what $26 million on the Pirates would do, which would strap us. Right. Because it would. And and yes, there's money, but $26 million into one guy would make it awful hard to build the rest of the team around him, especially with an owner who probably won't give you money to build the team around him. <laughs> he would say, why are you spending $26 million on one guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? We know what we're up against, but it's not, it's not fun. Fairweather fans are welcome in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'm 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 hit or miss on the subject. I, I don't know. I I see both sides of the fence, so I get it that, that you're frustrated. I get it that some people are over optimistic. Maybe we are <laughs> somewhat in that group. Maybe. Or at least but, or at least people see us that way. But yeah. And I, I'm fine. Yep. It frustrates me. That people are saying we've heard this for years. Ben Sherrington's been there for a year and a half. Yeah, two years. Yep. It, to me, it's just it's a complete when you when you switch GMs and he switched a lot of positions too. But when you switch GMs, yep, the past goes out the door, and uh, the president. Yeah, you know what I mean. The baseball operations. He's different too. He's different. There's so much in the organization that's changed. You can't say we've been hearing it for 20 years. No more of those goofy military. No more of those goofy military workout regimen things that were going on when yeah. whatever that was, yeah, whatever that stuff was. One thing I like Sherrington saying: player centric, and I, and he's yeah. got a quote there that says, because um, he says player centric organization. He keeps saying that player centric place, and it was, what does that mean? Are you going to cater? Player-centric organization means that we put the player at the center of the discussion, right? Mm -hmm. So what that means is, if you remember that people were saying like, oh, well, they've done these things with these guys that make some good pitchers. Yeah, but remember that Garrett Cole wasn't that type of pitcher. Right. And so he was kind of hurt by that. And we talked about that, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot. Where it's like, yeah, but what are you doing? Like, why didn't this guy work out? Well, because Huntington had everybody doing the same thing. Where yeah. Sherrington's going to say, what are your strengths? We want you to be as good as you can be to make us better. That means you might have different types of pitchers. And right. I felt like we didn't do that well under Huntington. We tried to put everybody into the same mold. Right. Whether they fit it or not, we put it in. Yeah. Put them in it. But yeah, I just... so. Well, part of me says, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a seat for you. But 
I don't know. I'm just, it's okay to be frustrated. I, I get it 100%. And it's okay to not watch the games right now. Get it. Out of frustration. You know Out what I'm saying? Just saying, like, I, I'm done. I get that argument. I understand yeah. being sick and tired. Yeah, I do. But at the same time, don't not claim being a Pirates fan. Don't don't move. Don't say, oh, well, I'm going to watch this team now. I'm a fan of this team. And then two years down the road, the Pirates start doing well. Yeah, my Buccos are... Um, don't jump ship and come back. Well, I mean, but you come back, come time. back. Yeah, I'm, but I'm with you I on would, that. I would hear somebody and say it like this. Back. I would hear somebody say it like this. I'm going back to my roots because they're good now. I'd even be a go root, year, go though. root for another team. If do you, it every year until we until we're out of it. I get it. Well, yeah, do it every and, year and until I, we're out. Again, of it. Yeah, I'm not start I'm not off every. Year. I'm still a Pirates fan, but right now I'm rooting for the Padres because they're winning. Like I get it. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I do it. Almost, I do it a lot. You still pick a team. I still pick a team. That you know I what I mean. I'm going to root for down the stretch. But what if they're playing the Pirates? I'm rooting for my Pirates. <laughs> so all of this frustration has been building up for five years, right? Yeah. That's where we start. And at this point, it sounds too much like the 20 years before those postseason runs, or. Sure postseason games for two of them it was just a postseason game which yeah. is another one of my pet peeves that's it's that's a playoff game not a play-in game right you made the postseason especially the pirates made the postseason because all three of those years we were the number one wild card not the number two right so we made the postseason i mean one of those years we won 98 games right if it wasn't for the the cardinals being the best team in the regular season in all of baseball or at least all of National League, then we would have yeah. been we we wouldn't have had to play that game. But anyway, for a lot of fans, those three years are being erased. And I say, if we're gonna give McCutcheon a standing ovation every time he comes to Pittsburgh, don't erase those. Right. You can tell me you've been hearing it for five years, mm-hmm. and you can tell me it sounds a lot like the twenty years before that. And I'll take that argument. But like you said, it's not thirty years. No. It can't be. Mm-mm. Now, let's see if we can remember, write this down. Let's talk about a salary cap in the offseason, not tonight. Yeah. Because I know we can say all we want. Like, well, the Pens win. The Steelers win. It's different. Yeah. It's The shared revenue game in those leagues are is way different than what we get. Especially the NFL. The NFL makes money first, then they disperse it. Yeah. Now I don't understand the financials quite as much, but I'll tell you that there is no regional sports network package. No. Like it's national TV that goes straight to the NFL, and then the NFL goes down from there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things about money is is your your TV deal, and for the NFL it goes to the NFL. And then it gets passed evenly. So you make money on your stadium and your eight home games. But every NFL game sold out because there's only eight. Right. But they have the same amount of money to spend that everyone else in the league does. You're not allowed to spend more. However, if they did that in baseball, this will be my short answer. If you're somebody who doesn't want to get rid of Adam Frazier, 
once the salary cap's in, he lasts two years. Yeah. Instead of six or five if we trade him with a year left, right? So we had him for five years. Now you're talking about two years, maybe three. And and they're and they're shuffling people all the time. All the time. You'll never like you will have a favorite team. You will never again have a favorite play. We got McCutcheon for nine years because we signed him to an extension. Yeah. That's not gonna happen with a salary cap. Mm. There'll be some different types of things with extensions and things like that, but a hard salary cap where every team gets the same. And and because with a salary cap, a lot of times comes also a salary minimum. Right. Which is maybe what baseball needs. But the problem is you put a salary minimum in there, and in 15 years the Pirates are moving out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll talk <laughs> about that another time. The idea is that it stinks. When you have favorite players... It stinks when they have to go. But in order to make it work, it's it's unavoidable and it has to happen. And I hope that in four or five years, six years, after this thing has been fully rebuilt and we are competitive, Mm -hmm. I hope that the next wave of guys that get dealt is okay because... It's the McClough McCutcheon situation. Right. Why are you trading McClough? Watch this. Mm-hmm. And you get McCutcheon. Why are you trading McCutcheon? Watch this. And you get fill in name here. You know what I mean? I yep. hope that the development works and there's another, there's a Wander Franco on the way. You know what yeah. I mean? That's my hope. Or and Francisco Lindor. And if you don't believe that, I I get it. It hasn't been shown to you yet. I hope that it's shown to you. That that's where I'm at with it. Um, I, and I wrote a little thing. Can I can I do the little thing? Because we're about yeah. done here. Uh, yeah, we're about done here. I just want to say that it stinks for us too. Mm-hmm. It it's not even though I get it and I say this is what needs to happen. It still stinks. Yeah, and I still hate it. I still hate it when our favorite players go. Yeah. And you're okay if you, if if you think that like. Don't think that I am like saying, oh, fair weather fan, you can't hang. No, you're fine. Just don't do the wave at the stadium and we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote I wrote this little thing down this week when I was just thinking about this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And about my hopeful and whether or not you like it or not or whatever. The Pirates are my favorite team. I'm going to get emotional. No. I love baseball. And in my brain... There's no choice but to be hopeful because I love the Pirates. And I'm not going to stop watching baseball. And I have days when I lose hope. And that was way more often when Huntington was in charge than it is now. But it's frustrating when a move is made that you don't understand. And I'm the first one to say they know more than I do. But it doesn't make it less frustrating when I don't get it. But I will now and forever say... Let's go Bucks. Right? Mm-hmm. We had a we had a great grandmother who passed away in her sleep when we were kids. Grandma Barker. Mm-hmm. And they said she she passed away on her couch. And it's always been said that she fell asleep watching her Pittsburgh Pirates. Right? That's how she always said it. And my pap, who was my favorite dude in the whole world, was a Buccos fan. And as soon as her boys were done playing, 
our mom rarely misses a Pirates game. You know what I mean? Right. It's in my blood. It was their team, and so they're my team. So let's go Bucks. That's it. Join me now. Join me in a couple years. But I ain't going anywhere. That's my team. That's my thing. That's my little thing. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe I should have played some music, right? Maybe I should have <laughs> done like a little deal. But ask me all you want. Say, how do you still, what do you think? How do you, you know, what are they doing? It, honestly, that's my team. Yeah. So I can choose to just be hopeful <clears throat> that I'll get to see one of these World Series, yeah. which I haven't. I wasn't alive in 79, but that's that's my thing. You got, I mean, I mean, most of this is right along with you, right? Because, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, I mean, we're brothers, so we got right. I, they get the same. same actually, money. actually, yeah. you know what? You know what? And I'm going to call you out. Because when we were kids, you decided you were going to be a Rockies fan. I did. I said to myself, I'm going to like who I want to like. And I liked every team from Colorado. Why that came across, I can't remember. <laughs> Part of it was, I think I said, uh, I was going to like the Rockies because they were new. No one could say I jumped on the bandwagon. They were new. We had you no clue. Is it like nine, ten years old? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It was a couple. It was like you liked them, but like you officially made them your favorite team a little a couple years later. Bichette sure. and Walker and all them guys. Yeah. You know, they, I just, I, there was something I liked about color. I liked the Rockies. I liked the name. And after watching, hearing about them lose for X amount of years, I said, if I'm going to root for a team that's going to lose, why not watch them? <laughs> yeah, but there was a there was a conversation <laughs> but, where but, you said, man, this is yeah. always my team. No matter how, yeah. no matter what I do. Yeah. We went to all the games we, we grew up. Pirate you know, yeah. We, I still had pirate clothes. Yes, I liked the Rockies. And I still like the Rockies. Because I liked them for so many years, and I actually followed them for so many years, I still like them. But the Buccos are my team. I will never change again. <laughs> you know, it's just it is. It becomes that thing. It's part of. It's just part of. You know, if you're a baseball fan, right. So anyway, I feel like as as hopefuls and as the guys who are overly positive, quote unquote, I just it's fine. I get it. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here. Let's go, Bucks. Yeah, let's go, Bucks. Andy Vance like Star Jason Kendall Who's the guys? I mean as kids. Jay Bell. Yeah. Jeff King. Al Martin. Al Martin even.
Orlando Merced. <laughs> as much as we like Bonds and Benia, whatever. I had a haircut like Doug Drabeck. <laughs> John Smiley. We used to Randy do the sidearm, Randy Tomlin, like Stan Belinda and them. Stan Belinda. Because the Colby was before us. Yeah. yeah. Go Bucks. Tyke Redman. Tyke Redman. <laughs> Let's go Bucks.